I had always thought of this as kind of a binary way, Georgia Power, not Georgia Power, Southern Company, not Southern Company. turns out that while the Southern Company, Georgia Power, owns the lion's share of the project, there are other owners, uh, Oglethorpe EMC, Dalton EMC, and uh, some outfit called MEAG, help me with the acronym here, Municipal Electric Authority of Georgia or Correct. some such. Mm-hmm. All of those folks with, with, with funding that goes into this, and some of those folks talking about pulling out of the funding formula because they don't like these projected overruns, this could have scuttled the whole thing and and ultimately does not. Flesh all that out. Yeah, Jim Galloway has a great article in the AJC about this today, and the article uh, is is really, it kind of of does a post-mortem on the whole decision last week uh, and talks about it as as a rebellion, uh, Mm -hmm. that these partners rebelled uh, with help from about 20 legislators, uh, Republican legislators. And I think I think Jim has got it exactly right in that these legislators, by voicing their concern, and they had been at a rural conference down mm-hmm. in South Georgia when this letter started circulating uh, by Representative Jay Williams and or He's Jay from, Powell. Um, uh, yeah, Camilla, I think, Mitchell it, County. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and as a result of that, uh, it gave... Uh, I, I think some air cover to Oglethorpe, uh, which is the conglomerate of all the EMCs. It gave right. a, some air cover for them to say, "Look, we don't we don't exactly like the terms of this deal," and frankly, they have saved they have saved their members, uh, you know, probably billions. You right, know, now, by Oglethorpe EMC, and as you say, representing kind of a conglomerate of other EMCs and involvement here. It, it, yeah, a minority stake, but a pretty big stake at that thirty percent. Yeah, and Jackson EMC has the biggest stake I in bet. Oglethorpe. Okay. Right. So, and I'm a member of Jackson EMC, just around the corner in Jefferson. Uh, so, and these these EMCs, they were concerned, and this is from my source inside the EMCs, they were concerned that uh, Georgia Power's confidence on being able to do this with no additional overruns. Uh, that that they had been led astray on that, and they were they were a bit miffed to say the least uh, about this. Of course, in in Georgia Power's defense, uh, as they were getting behind the curtain, so to speak, after the Westinghouse bankruptcy, they found out, oh my goodness, there's a lot of vendors that haven't been paid. They as they were getting into the schedule and into all the software systems that they hadn't been allowed into, they discovered that there were a lot of costs that they simply hadn't counted. All right, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner, did several things here. My my first thought when I began to hear these rumblings from these folks in the Georgia legislature was, so what? The legislature's not voting on this. There's no legislative action to be taken here. What do I care what my state senator's or state representative's opinion might be? No, no, no. These these guys have enormous influence. And if it had been 20 Democrats, uh, probably nothing would have happened. But these were committee chairs, uh, many of them. And frankly, Georgia Power and all of these EMCs, they will continue to have business in front of the legislature. They really don't want to tick off legislators. It is, it's important for the whole family to be happy, so to speak, and they are happy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, uh, you know, we'll get to how happy in a moment, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously we're not going to be completely happy until the project's done and we're generating electricity. But remember, these partners have been working together for decades already at Plant Vogel. They do have a good working relationship 
but the legislators really helped the EMCs By negotiate the way, a better deal. You mentioned Jay Powell from down there in Mitchell County, another closer to home, and, and uh, one of the more influential folks in the Georgia House, uh, Barrow County Republican Terry England, chairs the House Appropriations Committee. Not that there's any direct appropriating to be done here, but to your point, that's not the kind of guy you want to tick off for any reason if you can avoid it. No, and these guys have been mostly quiet. I mean, I, I haven't, I, I can count on one hand the number of legislators that have contacted me over the last eight years. On one hand, they have let the commission do well, its They work. don't have any jurisdiction. Well, they do have jurisdiction in the sense that they approve the pre-charge. They, uh, they, mm-hmm. they control the PSC's budget. Uh, they also uh, created the code section of which we operate, the 1991 IRP legislation that set up the entire uh, paradigm, if you will, for how this stuff works. These legislators have enormous influence. All right, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner. The governor applauding this after it was done, and he's talked primarily about jobs, the six or 7,000 jobs that he says could have gone by the boards there. And I'm not unsympathetic to that argument, but I've said this ever since. It's not supposed to be a jobs program. Yeah. It's supposed to generate electricity that we supposedly need. Uh, it's it's not a jobs program. It was never meant to be, and it shouldn't be justified that way. And frankly, we've had to pivot several different ways on this project. We pivoted and talked about the jobs because they are significant. We pivoted and talked about the national security interests, the fact that our submarines, our aircraft carriers, our some of our battleships, they run on nuclear energy, and for us to seed superiority to Russia, to China, uh, you know, in, in, in these uh, trying times uh, is not a great idea. But you're right. It's not, uh, I mean, the PSC's job really is about providing, re- you know, reliable electricity, keeping these companies viable. Uh, but we've had to make these additional arguments, I think, to keep this project going. Now, a, a lot involved in this agreement with these four parties, uh, and, and a lot that would go right over my head if you tried to explain it to me, but I think I grasp this much of it, that I've anticipated, and, and you can anticipate, more overruns and more expenses as those things begin to balloon. The gist of the agreement is that the Southern Company would absorb the lion's share of them. That burden would not be passed on to the smaller stakeholders, the Oglethorpe EM and on down the line, as you point all the way to Jackson EMC. The Southern Company will eat most of that, yeah, or and, more of it. And, and these EMCs were concerned of, about parity. And, and here's what I mean, is, is that in, in some ways they compete with Georgia Power. When a new company comes in and they're building a factory, the EMCs and Georgia Power get to compete in the cities over, over that electric load one time. And once that decision makes once that decision is made by that company, that is the decision they live with forever. Uh, and so the legislators and the EMCs were concerned, wait a second, if our rate payers are, and our electric rates are going up because of Vogel, and Georgia Power can shift some of this over to the Southern Company, then that's going to give Georgia Power an advantage on these loads. This was the argument that they were making and really, uh, I think they got traction, and they got a better deal. I'm reading a quote here in this piece from Jim Galloway at the AJC. You're right. It's a really good analysis of how this went down. Uh, he quotes Lindsey Tippins, Republican uh, from Marietta, says this. Uh, <laughs> when you hear that phrase, that, that dog ain't going to hunt. Well, if you say this dog ain't going to hunt, you don't keep buying dog food for the dog. Well, the, the, that quote, um, and I love bird dogs as good as anybody, <laughs> but that, that quote is 
is, is talking about the Public Service Commission not listening to our staff. Mm-hmm. And I did right, right, uh, right. tweet a little correction to Jim and, and remind him that our staff aren't elected by voters across the state. It's the commissioners, and the commissioners at the end of the, the day have to live with our decisions. We have to stand before voters every six years. And frankly, uh, I believe that public opinion is still there for building and finishing this plant. How close was this to falling apart? You know, I would like to think that had Oglethorpe left the deal that Maybe there would have been someone else that could have come in, maybe bought their share for 10 cents on the dollar or something like that. But uh, that that other entity didn't exist that I knew of during those negotiations. So this was this was my concern, Tim, the whole time about all of this talk about putting a cap on this plant. First of all, the law says Georgia Power can get whatever they spend on it as long as it's proved. It doesn't matter how much it is. They can get that. So technically there is no cap even though we have only certified that they can get 10.5 billion dollars from georgia power ratepayers uh, so th- th- this whole if they talk- can have bake sales they can and, and get it from some other source they can be any amount that it ends up being that's right they you know anything after 10.5 billion is on them mm. uh at this point i mean a lot of people are talking about the plant ballooning out of out of control, et cetera. But the PSC actually has put a a cap on what they can get get. But Georgia law says, look, they can come in when everything's done and they can make a case. Well, we actually spent fourteen, or we actually spent twenty, or whatever the amount is. And if it if it's proven to be prudent, then even if we say no, they take us to court and they can get the money. This is in twenty three or twenty four or twenty five. However, I believe that if we were to say to Georgia Power right now, look, if you spend a dime over this, you know, it's over. You can't go any further. I believe they'd probably throw in the towel. Oh, that's the thing. I I, I kept thinking about that as I heard this cost cap conversation. Okay, if you say another dime more and the whole thing shuts down, I mean, literally, you just walk away from it at that point? Well, you know, the way the law is written, Tim, if we said, no, we're not going to give you another penny over 10.5, and Georgia Power says, well, we don't want to go any further, they yeah. would start proceedings to cancel. And by the way, everything they've spent, they are entitled to get. So is this where we really want to be, where we walk away mm. from this massive investment and ratepayers are charged for it, and then what do we do? We have to go build something else, a gas plant, or sign some power purchase agreement for something else, or start some other kind of plant. And by the way, anything that we've built in the last 10 years, we've gone over. Uh, I was about to, that was the point I was about to make there. I did, farther back than that, these are reactors three and four. Go look at construction of reactors one and two and tell me that didn't go over budget and didn't come in behind schedule. And go look at Plant McDonough, where we converted a coal plant to a gas plant. Went over not once, not twice, three times we went over. So it is difficult to build big projects today. Hey, how about that Atlanta Stadium? Did that go over, the Mercedes-Benz sure. Stadium? Yeah. How about the bridge over Northside Drive? <laughs> to get the sun Double yeah. the cost. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the, the, Northside the, the, Drive yeah. going over from the Marta Station to the Mercedes-Benz State, double mm-hmm. the cost. It's, it's just difficult to build things these days. A couple days. other things quickly. Uh, what's, what's, there's, there's a story about coal ash. What are we talking about? First of all, what is coal ash? I mean, just it sounds simple enough, but explain it, and then tell me.
telling what you know, the story you, you is. You think about when you've got a charcoal grill and that and that stuff that's kind of in the bottom that mm-hmm. charcoal turns into that ash. Well, mm-hmm. we have that at our coal plants, and about half of it is sold into the concrete block industry. It mm-hmm. actually has a a certain chemical component that makes uh, that makes makes it especially sticky, um, okay. and we sell about half of it. But the EPA has a new rule regarding existing coal ash ponds and legacy ponds, and we have millions and millions of tons of, of coal ash uh, you know, over the last 60, 70 years. And so what I am hoping that we're going to do is to use this what's called CEFA technology, which, uh, which is a special, uh, basically small plant that turns legacy coal ash, I'm talking stuff that's been in the ground for 40 years, it turns it into construction quality ash, because here's my theory, Tim, as we close more and more coal plants, that supply of ash is going away. And so instead of us just saving this stuff from now into eternity, let's figure out a way to sell it and get eventually get rid of it all. all right, and you're, you sent me a piece here, showing me a piece here that suggests that, I mean, there are various uses for this stuff dating all the way back to the ancient empires of Greece and Rome. Yeah. And, and they use volcanic ash there mm-hmm. in, you know, in their construction. So ash actually when you put it into a concrete block you make it inert uh it's no longer hazardous like it would be sitting on the edge of a lake maybe ready to wash into the lake or the stream you know upon a flood so that that's what you mean when you say a coal ash pond that's what you're talking about yeah and we have ponds all over the state and the epa says you know uh, to, to the power company, look, you're going to need to dig all these up and put them in new line ponds. Mm-hmm. And that's why I anticipate Georgia Power coming to us next year and saying, look, commissioners, we need to spend a billion or two or three on doing this. And I want to come up with a better way. And Georgia Power certainly looking at this. We're exploring it. And I'm hoping my fellow commissioners you know, we'll buy into the idea of, of mitigating it instead of just storing it. Uh, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner. That brings us back to something I've heard you say numerous times about nuclear energy and so-called, I don't like the phrase, you don't either, so-called nuclear waste. Mm-hmm. You say it really isn't waste. It, yeah. it can be used. The difference here is that we can do whatever we want with this ash, mm-hmm. but that waste technically belongs to the federal government, and we can't move it until they give us permission. So that's our coal ash. That's our coal okay. ash. That's right. And we can do what we want to with it. We can turn it into something else. I think we ought to do this with the, with the spent fuel at the reactor sites, but until the federal government gives us permission, we can't do anything other than store it. And that will be true with reactors three and four when they come online in three or four years. That's right. It's just going to continue to sit in pools and then eventually out on a pad in a very highly designed cement cask that cost our ratepayers $250 million. Yeah, that's always been, I, 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 listen, the, the environmentalists will find any reason to object to any number of things, but that's always been one that has been especially problematic to me, what to do with the, the waste and various things, bury it in the desert someplace, what is it, Yucca Mountain or Waka Mountain or whatever yeah, that place Yucca is? Mountain. Yucca Mountain mm-hmm. out there in Nevada. I heard one guy say, well, let's shoot it off into space, which sounds like a really good idea until you realize that rockets don't always work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, most folks don't don't realize that the amount of nuclear waste required to generate electricity for their entire life, all of your electricity usage, mm-hmm. the waste from a reactor would be in, in, in less than a Coke can. 
to generate everything that you need, everything that you're going to use on your iPhone, your home, uh, all the all the power will be in less than a Coke can. That's pretty. That's a that's a pretty good way to generate electricity. Yeah, in my I mind. mean, okay, that's a good way to visualize it. That's more than enough to kill me, though. I mean, that's more than enough to be problematic. Oh yeah, you can't. You, you, you couldn't. You couldn't pour it into a glass without dying in a few <laughs> yeah, minutes. Exactly. You're right, and so we do have to be responsible. All right, Tim Eccles with us. Back to Vogel here. I, I mentioned coming online, and what are we saying now? 2022, 23, 2021 for the first unit, right. unit three, November 2021, and then November 20. 22 the month that i will have my election <laughs> for unit four so i'm really well, hoping you know, that i'll be able to I, cut I, a ribbon you know on that. I, I actually started to ask you to make some kind of a hypothetical wager here it's not hypothetical at all i mean you would be if you're going to run again you would be wagering probably the outcome of your political future you know on this. Pro- probably so uh, you know i think folks do feel for us with the westinghouse bankruptcy but in the end, I think this will be my legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the question, how confident are you that of those dates? Uh, I'm fairly confident <laughs> on those dates. Uh, what, what gives me encouragement is the Chinese have four of these reactors connected to the grid in some form or fashion. Exact model of reactor. So we do have we do have that to look at and know that, you know what, this isn't pie in the sky. This isn't theory. We know it works. In fact, I went over there and looked at the thing outside of Shanghai. It works. We can do this. We just need to keep trudging along. And fortunately, we've got the new agreement with all the partners uh, moving forward.